Okay, first off, I know nothing about this podcast. What are you guys doing here? <laughs> We're in a green screen room at the Toronto Public Library. What is this? This feels like an interrogation, like an artistic interrogation. Before we answer any more questions, we should know what we're feeding into. Hi, you're listening to Choral Fixation, a new podcast all about singing together. I'm one of your hosts, Jackie Clydesdale. And I'm the other host. I'm Liz Walker. Choral Fixation is going to explore some questions like why do people love singing together? In this episode, we're going to talk to Nobu Edelman and Kate Ray of Choir, 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 plus a couple of leaders of other Canadian casual choirs, or pub choirs, or pop-up choirs, well, whatever you want to call them. Jackie and I got back into singing 10 years ago because of Choir, Choir, Choir. Mm -hmm. It was our casual choir. That's right. We had always loved singing together. You could hear us at uh, your local karaoke or your local Irish bar. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But this wasn't like anything that we'd ever experienced. Yeah. And we loved it so much. We went back every single week. We had such a good time. Yeah, for sure. It got us singing again. And and really, it's what led to us starting to talk about having this podcast as well. Mm Liz and I have always been choir nerds. From a very young age, we've been involved in all kinds of different choirs. So, for example, I was in a church choir uh, in my early adolescence from about, what, 11 to 15? I was mostly in it because my best friend was in it. What about you, Liz? Uh, Church choirs and school choirs, basically all through elementary school and middle Mm -hmm. school. Mm -hmm. Yep. You know, you and I were looking for a place to do a little more singing together with each other, with other like friends and stuff back in the late fall of 2010. Yeah. So that's why we started that little sing-along group. We met at a bar. We invited all our friends along and we just had some sing-songs, which was pretty fun. I mean, there was no accompaniment. It was just for fun. We just taught each other tunes and we sang folk songs and rounds. And- yeah, we didn't we didn't print any lyrics out. We just sort of were sitting there and just like, what songs do we know? The only thing was because I think, I mean, it was so casual that it was hard to keep momentum behind it. And so after, what, a month or two, Mm. like, I think we only met three or four times. And then it just kind of started to fizzle out. That's right. But then in March 2011, I heard about something on Facebook where people were getting together and they were singing pop songs. And it was right around the corner from my apartment in Little Italy. And people were having a ton of fun. And so I messaged you, Jack. We wandered in, Nobu Edelman and David Goldman. They were uh, starting up a, a choir, like a very casual hangout. People would learn two songs. Basically, Choir, Choir, Choir has had the same shape for pretty much the whole 10 years they've been doing it. And they come to a bar with lyrics and they teach you how to sing it in harmony with like, at that time, it was like 25, 30-ish people, I think. Oh, yeah. We just stood in a really big circle. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. <laughs> now they have more like 100 people. but Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they meet twice a week in two different venues. <laughs> that's right. Exactly. But I don't think, like, we didn't know anybody when we got there. No. I walked in and you, you ponied up to the bar and got yourself a beer. You got a ginger ale. And we both got lyric sheets from this very tall, blonde lady who had a plate of cookies. And that was Kate Ray. Yeah, Nobu um, was the guy teaching us all to sing together. Um, he's the one who like says, all right, who wants to be mids? Who wants to be highs? Who wants to be lows? Because 
Those are the sections. Most of the time the mids do the melody and then most of the time the highs do some oohs and the lows do some complicated <laughs> harmony that I can never get. So that's why I'm never anywhere near them. And then for the next like hour, we would just work on a song over and over and over again. Yep. Um, and it was so much fun because we'd be following directions from Nobu and David was on guitar and David would tell you when your tempo is totally off and your pickups are terrible. Guys, uh, guys, that's terrible. Guys, guys, <laughs> let's start again. Guys. Right. And Nobu would be our conductor and he would just be like, guys, that sounded so great. Let's just do it one more time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's pretty low stakes overall. Like there's not a lot of pressure. And right? then, of course, at the end of every session, they would always record it. So you would be able to go back and listen to it later and hear what you sounded like. And yeah. having that goal really helped. And of course, things like, say, getting a beer, that also helps. Right. Like that <laughs> loosens everybody up. Everybody's friendly and fun. And this all started because they they had like a birthday party the year before for some friend of theirs. That's right. Yeah, they started singing um, Magic in, by Pilot. That's the one that goes, oh. Um, oh. Oh. It's, it's magic, magic you know. know. Never believe it's not so. <laughs> <laughs> That's a one-hit wonder. Yeah, I vaguely remember that one. But the funny thing is, is that they've been going now for almost 10 years. Yeah. It's a long yeah. time. And it's it's really, really evolved. Like Nobu and David have traveled. They've gone all over the world. They've got this touring show called Epic 80s. Yeah. And uh, I mean, they've also had the opportunity. They've sung with all sorts of um, celebrities now, like Patti Smith and David Byrne. They post regular um, videos of themselves up mm -hmm. online and they're really beautiful. And mm. um, Tim McCready shoots them. They look really great. Yeah. This is all just from like a casual hangout, singing and drinking beer and, and having fun. For these interviews, the ones we did with Nobu and Kate mm. um, and the other leaders of the choirs, we started doing them back in February of 2020, back before COVID-19. Back when we didn't think anything about getting together and singing in public. The rest we recorded and edited separately during the aftertimes, or what one of my friends calls the circumstances, capital T and capital C. You know, since this pandemic has begun, uh, we have been seeing some really heartwarming footage of people singing together out on the street oh, or from their balconies and from their windows. I yep. mean, singing is such an amazing source of comfort and joy for people in difficult times. And it is so yep. crappy that people can't get together right now and actually share that comfort. Yeah, I know. But I know. nature finds a way and people are singing any way they can. Nobu calling it choir, choir, choir. He says he's not really a choir person. I know, I know. Doesn't really come at it from a choir perspective. Yeah, that's interesting. In this episode, we're going to untangle what that kind of means. But first, we want our listeners to meet Kate Ray. My therapist always talked about change and how change doesn't have to be big. That if you drop, you know, a pebble in something, then the ripples take over, right? 
So I knew I just had to change something, and I knew I had to... And it did. So Kate was there on the first night of Choir, Choir, Choir. Not the birthday party, but the first night that they met at the real estate office. You may have read about it. It's down on Queen West in Toronto. And she can testify as to how it would change her life. So I was deeply, deeply depressed. My husband had divorced me surprisingly. Like he surprised divorced me. So I was really sad for a really long time. And Nobu and I have known each other since we were... 13 and we went out for dinner night one night and he's like holy shit you're saying some dark things because i was a dark in a dark dark place and then a couple weeks later he said look i'm doing this thing send me an email he's like you need to come yeah those were <laughs> it was like if, if if you were to ask me to like show like to recognize kate from a picture from that time it'd be like just tears yeah. constant stream of tears and just like physically just kind of like not like the most but it wasn't even and what I was numbed out like you were numbed when out. you when you reach that level of depression and you're just like you don't feel anything and you don't and so I went to the first night so it was this was down at the Bosley real estate office on Queen and it was a snowstorm and I'd ridden my bike from Cabbage Town across town to go to it and I went to my therapist the next day and I said this is going to change my life and oh, I didn't know wow. how and I didn't know what you know but it was like I knew this was going to change my life and boy did it ever didn't it Kate's old friend Nobu was also searching for something that he had lost along the way he had come back to Toronto after years in the east coast city of Halifax and his creative ambitions were sort of stifled Twenty eleven. I was transitioning out of a television career. You know, I was in it for like full time, 15, 20 years. Like that was my whole thing from after school. And my luck was kind of running out in a way. I was still dealing with the death of my dad. I mean, when do you stop dealing with that? But I was like, kind of like still, I was sort of in my own kind of numb thing. But choir, like it was really just about getting friends together so it was I was still in that mindset of like I just want to do things and get friends together and hang out and at first it was a really like everyone who was at that first one it felt like a real all your east coast friends right a lot of that that crew yeah yeah and that's why I did that Mm -hmm. it's just an extension of what I would do in Halifax what we would all do in Halifax like it wasn't just music it was like helping people with their films or you know like um, having an Easter dinner and making a film like leading up to it in camera editing like and then loosely the plot is what do we know about Easter and then we just like would run around town getting all the supplies to make the dinner but like along the way we kind of crafted the story like minute to minute and we were always looking for ways to like build a narrative around whatever the hell we were doing right we, we made a few films one called Easter Easter Canada, Canada. Um. (laughs) Choir is like art and therapy and exercise all rolled into one. You will hear me say that more than once on Choral Fixation, the podcast. (laughs) Uh, Word got around, though, and they quickly grew from like 25 people to 50 people to 75 people. Yeah. We sang that spring. Do you remember at a fundraiser for the victims of the Japanese tsunami? Japanese tsunami. Yeah. Yeah. You can see on the video, if you go on to Choir, Choir, Choir's YouTube channel, you can see Kate Ray with her long 
blonde white ponytail. She's on there. We're singing, uh, falling, falling, falling. Yep. She was always easy to spot at choir night, even when there was like over a hundred people crammed into a sweaty bar because of that ponytail. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you can spot us too, though, singing and swaying together. You can tell that we've been, you know, we've been moved by the spirit. We've really, we've been converted <laughs> by choir, choir, well, choir. Singing was such a thing. I loved how it felt. After we worked on a song for an hour and then we would belt out this flawless version Perfect. for the recording because we would always record it at the end of the night. Mm -hmm. I always felt like we had accomplished something as a group. Strangers. Yeah, absolutely. We felt, it felt powerful. I, I used to love at the beginning where people would come because I felt so fanatical about it. And when people would come and they would look at me afterwards with this, it was like, I said to Nobu David, I said, within a year, you're going to be on the cover of Toronto Life wearing robes, <laughs> like the new messiahs. Like I, cause I, there was such a fanaticism to it. And there was this look that people would come up to me and they're like, what was that? I'm like, I know when it happens every week. Like it's so crazy. Yeah, that feeling that there was some magic going on was real. I'd been in like school choirs and church choirs before, but nothing like that. So was it was it just the song choices? I don't know. I mean, you'd never hear a church choir sing like a Steely Dan cover, that's for sure. Not even a school well, choir. <laughs> maybe back in the 70s. <laughs> Well, that Langley reminds School me, we're going to have project. to do an episode about the Langley School Choir. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. We both thought of the same thing at the exact same moment. Of course we did. Well, the thing is that, Jackie, neither of us read music. That's right. right? That's right. We don't. And <laughs> being somebody who doesn't read music, although I love to sing, um, I've always felt like a little like I was... I was uh, a little incapable. I, I was not, I couldn't jump in. Uh, just, yeah, like we're always lagging a little behind. kind of. Right, because I'm like listening to pick up things. Um, I mm -hmm. know when a key changes, but I don't know what it's changing into. <laughs> <laughs> yep, absolutely. But a choir, 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 it was just high mids and lows. I mean, you listen a couple of times and they, they don't use any jargon. There's no right. barrier for a person who has no idea what they're doing. That's right. And we've heard a lot of these songs so many times before, especially at the beginning when we started going. They were those AM radio classics that we knew so, so well. Totally. And there is beer and it lowers inhibitions, <laughs> I have heard. Yeah. I think that yeah, might be key. Anyway, let's listen yeah. to Nobu describe. Let's let's listen to him describe what he calls this thing. Choir, choir, choir. I, I mean, I had never been in a choir before. I had never sung in a choir before we started this thing. We're not coming. At, we didn't come at it from a choir perspective, but I think the big difference between like try to like encapsulate it into one sort of simple statement we did not approach choir 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 as a choir we approached it as a party and we're hosting a party and you want people to feel comfortable to feel like they are part of something and that everyone should know everyone else at a party that you know like and that when you walk into a space that um, a friend has organized something and you feel so comfortable that you'll talk to anybody because you're like we I all I know is that I wanted to create an environment where everyone wants to meet each other everyone wants to hang out and then like whatever you do is secondary like like really so so Jackie if you like remember him talking about his Halifax art experiments that he, that he named Easter Easter 
<laughs> and Canada, Canada. I mean, Nobu is really, I think he's really posing a question about like the shape and meaning. What is this thing we call Easter? What is this experience we yeah. call Canada? And so mm-hmm. with choir, 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 he's asking, what is a choir? Especially since, you know, he already told us that he's not a choir person. Oh, how can you not be a choir person? This makes no sense to me. Exactly. <laughs> That's, uh, yeah, that honestly, that that caused us both to go, <gasps> when he first said it, right? Yeah, so. totally. <laughs> what? <laughs> let, let's let him explain himself. I mean, I, I think that it goes back to your talk, you know, the whole reason for this podcast, which is why singing, you know? And singing is because singing is uh, a way to vent, and it's 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 a way to to exercise, and exercise. And I think that it makes you feel active, just like going for a walk. And singing is one of those exercises that you can do. And, but then you attach it. Songs have so much meaning to you, and they change over time. And you grow older, and the song changes the meanings because you learn things, and the lyrics things change and I, I just say our connection to music is is integral it like you know it it hits us on so many levels intellectually emotionally singing makes you feel like you're connected to other people so it is a choir because they're singing together. Yeah, I mean, just like the podcast, we don't want to focus just on choirs, actually. You know, it's called choral fixation, mm. but it's um, it's all about the impulse that we all have to sing together. We're interested in all the ways that people do that, whether they're at a football game or at a protest or at a funeral. Right. Um, so when they are saying that they're not like choir people, I think they just were never planning on taking their trained auditioned choir to the Kiwanis Music Festival, I guess. Oh, the Kiwanis Music <laughs> Festival of our youth, of course. Indeed. That's right. I mean, <laughs> part of and part of choir, choir, choir being an open ended experiment means that Nobu and David just keep doing it because it's fun and they want to see where it's going to take right. them. I mean, I think that. The great thing about not having any expectations or any motivation behind doing something is that you're constantly surprised if something happens, you know? Most things I've done professionally have started out as fun things I've done with my friends, right? Which is unusual and and sets a bad precedent for me, you know, in terms of expectations of what could happen. Um, Choir is an extreme example of it. Um, And I think that that's a good thing. People contact us and they're like, I love what you're doing. Uh, tell me how to do it. Um, I'm gonna hire this person to play guitar. I'm gonna do this person, you know, like, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna business this up, and it's gonna be super successful, and we're gonna do this. And I'm just like not interested in talking to you because, like, the only thing I want to tell you is just do it. Mm-hmm. Call it something else and do it. Like that's more interesting to me. So, uh, sort of a way of just saying that no, I've n- never had expectations. I'm, well, I'm constantly surprised even nine years later that things are still going. I don't know. It's, it's For me, it's always about people and it's always about um, activities that you can do that bring people together that you couldn't do on your own or that kind of thing. And that's, that's the thing. I'm super proud that people are inspired by us um, who come out to events. And I'm really happy that other people are inspired enough to take the concept of what we do, which is a very simple concept, and do it in their own communities, you know? And I'm super proud of it, you know? 
A lot of people have walked out of a Choir, Choir, Choir show or seen their stuff online and been completely inspired, like Nobu said, to bring it to their own hometown. So with that in mind, I reached out to Mike Bravner from the Fredericton Pub Choir in my home province, in Liz's home province of New Brunswick. New Brunswick! Um, they grew out of the Halifax Pub Choir, which is called The Big Sing, which was, you know, directly inspired by Choir, Choir, Choir. And Mike got called in because he plays guitar and their group needed a hand. So I went and I saw these people and they were having fun and it was meeting new people. And I thought, this, this is an incredible thing because people are getting out on a weeknight. It's not... You know, it's not really serious. There's not a whole lot of pressure mm-hmm. put on anybody. And we can we can laugh. We can have a lot of fun. Um, it's just, you know, with the, the, the times these days, uh, it's a lot of serious stuff going on, it seems, in the world. And so to, to get away for an evening early, have a beer or two, sing some fun songs with a bunch of friends and meet new friends, it gets your mind off of all of the stuff that you know, is going on every time you turn on the news. And so so I think people are coming and they're just realizing that it's a lot of fun connecting with other people. And music, I'm convinced, is a universal language. It, it, it's something that, that every, living, uh, every living thing has music in its life, whether it's the birds in the tr- singing in the trees or it's the frogs in your pond or, or whatever. There's music everywhere. And so we're drawn by music and and the other thing that I found why I think it, it works is I've met so many people who were always told that they can't sing they come to pub choir and they realize hey listen how good we sound and then they watch the video of what we we take and I think they go I can sing you know what this sounded really good and we've had some really magical moments in the last oh the last two or three months I would say where it, I don't know if it's because more people or maybe people are, we're just getting better at what we're doing, but there's those moments when you just close your eyes and you can hear these beautiful sounds and uh, it's, it, it really makes you stop and, and you, feel, you feel really, really good. Mike has said something really important that I want to get back to. Having an activity early in the evening is really important once you get old. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm not going out for 10 o'clock Absolutely. anymore. Come on. No, no, no. I want to be home by, <laughs> I want to be home by 10, 10, 30. I do not. I want to go yeah. out on a weeknight. <laughs> I need my eight hours of sleep. Uh, no. <laughs> actually, Mike says something really important that I actually really do want to go back to. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I know what you're going to say. I, I, <laughs> um, so many people have been told that they can't sing, Jackie. Oh, uh, I know. I know. We hear it all the time. People come up to us when they find out that we're doing this or that we sing in choirs or that we're, you know, we're having a podcast about singing together. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, uh, no, I, I can't sing. You watch shows like, I don't know, American Ugh. Idol or whatever. <laughs> it just, I feel like it's made the idea of trying in that way um, totally, totally vulnerable and, and, and horrifying when people sort of mock it. and belittle. Totally. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. 
God, it is hard enough in this world to just try something. <laughs> so the yeah. message that this culture is giving us is just like, sit down, shut up, and consume what you're given. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe you're going to get to vote on who the best singer is, but this criteria is so screwed up, it doesn't even matter. It's a negative experience for absolutely everybody, especially the kid who is sitting on the couch who likes to sing, but doesn't want people to laugh at her or tell her to just mouth the words and i think that's a huge part of these casual choirs like of their appeal totally. right now absolutely yeah like for choir 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 if you catch them on their touring shows they're they're rolling into town they put up their circus tent and they're like get inside everybody there's room for everybody here there's no room for shame that's right like let's just sing bring your dancing shoes i don't want to work too hard to convince somebody to be there though i do ask at the larger shows, like the touring shows, like who here was told at a young age never to sing in public? And always some hands go up, and David goes, did somebody actually say that to you? And I said, well, this night's for you. This is for you, and it's for all the people who think that they're good singers, because you're probably not. But like, we're, gonna, <laughs> we're all gonna hang out and have a good time, you know? It's just taking the pressure off, because it's like, why is singing so, like, why, why is it so scrutinized whether you're a good singer or not? Who gives a shit, you know? like. Are you a good person? Do you like to have fun? All right, well, let's let's have, party. Let's have this party. <laughs> exactly. You know, like, why do people feel like, I feel like it's like they're so focused on all their faults. Like, I got a shit ton of faults and, and you know, like, well, like, am I going to, like, let it stop me from experiencing something that could be fun? I mean, David and I both say that we would never have joined a choir unless we started it. Mm -hmm. Like, so it's like, it's, it's also personality based in terms of what you're, what you're into doing, you know? But I don't know, I just, I just feel like why be so, I don't know, why place that kind of pressure on yourself, you know? Do you think it's a little weird that Nobu thinks that, like, he associates choirs with pressure that way? Like, does that seem, does that seem strange to you? Actually, I don't think that Nobu is the only person who who associates choirs with that pressure to be perfect. I was just looking at the cover of Pitch Perfect oh, yeah. <laughs> and realizing, I was like, oh, Pitch right. has to be perfect. <laughs> Pitch has to be perfect. It's right there in the, it's right there in the phrase. <laughs> in exactly. The, right. Yeah. If you do that wrong, then you have failed. Yeah. I get that. That is definitely a part of that choir culture. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, he has said a bunch of times in a different bunch of different places, like David and David and I would never join a choir unless they started it. Right. I think choirs have got some perceived barriers. Like people kind of think that they're like university choirs and they're singing 16th century hymns in Latin. Yeah, yeah. Those are great. I love those kinds of choirs though. <laughs> like or or people think choir is just the the ladies' auxiliary and they meet after luncheon and they sing Kumbaya. Those are really those good. Are good those choirs. are good too. Yeah, for sure. And I've been I have been in that choir too. <laughs> or like the crazy choir from 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 Pitch Perfect, where everybody vomits before they go on stage. <laughs> like it's <laughs> that's right. So the perception of choirs is that they have to be like technically amazing, yeah, or religious, mm -hmm. or kind of middle class and kind of middle brown. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think these casual choirs that we're that we're seeing pop up, they're a great way to storm the barriers on both sides. Yeah, so I talked to Ian Campbell, who is the co-director of the Winnipeg Beer Choir, and he and his other co-director, Katie Harmer, they met at a choir director's uh, conference 
And they heard Mm. about this thing called beer choirs and they wanted to try one out in their own community. And so they went from choir director formality to something a lot more casual. Now, when I talked to him, I should point out um, there was something up with his phone, I think. And so the quality of this uh, this little conversation we're about to hear is not super great, but you can still hear him. Would you say that you've had the same crew of people and you've just built on them kind of thing? Or have you seen big changes over the last three years? You know, the first event that we did was all people that we knew that we talked to and, mm-hmm. and said, oh, this sounds cool. We went to, we were doing our master's in conducting as we started this. And our professors and our um, colleagues and our other students came out. And that was fun because we knew everybody. And the next day we were kind of celebrities. <laughs> Very um, nice. The next one, the next one uh, we didn't know a soul. Um, we had done bunch of Facebook marketing and we tried to get the message out on the local radio stations and um, the different classical music um, things and it was terrifying because uh, we knew that a bunch of our friends weren't coming um, and then this whole crowd of people started to materialize um, and we've gotten to know a bunch of them um, but yeah it's, it's, uh, it's and that crowd has sort of perpetuated itself um, which is people who have sung in choirs before that don't have time to commit to a choir, um, or people who just uh, like coming out and like being silly with a whole group of people um, and not taking things too seriously. I love that. And you told me that they've done Handel's Messiah and some That's like right. popular classical favorites like Ode to Joy, which is a total boot stomper. Um, Absolutely. And they do silly songs about drinking beer. And it sounds really fun and really unique. I think this is a good time to remind our audience that you are listening to Choral Fixation. It is a podcast about music that we sing together. If you need a little help setting the music free, why not grab a beer? We've talked a lot about beer and how it contributes to uh, good singing. Well, uh, louder singing anyway. Loosen up that singing voice. Spark Beer is a new craft brewery in Ottawa, and they're making hoppy, brett, and sour beers. I don't know what that means, Liz, but I'm sure you do. delicious. Normally, we would encourage you to visit their tasting room on Somerset Street in Ottawa. But, of course, because of current circumstances, it is closed. But... They are offering local delivery for free within a 10-kilometer radius of Somerset Street in Ottawa with a minimum $30 order. So instead of visiting them in real life, you can visit sparkbeer.com, or no, spark.beer, which is like a pretty great URL. What? I know, it's spark.beer. I didn't know that you could get that (laughs) I know, you can place your order there and then choose the delivery option in the checkout and include your address and phone number and all that jazz. And they will deliver you some tasty brewskis which uh, you can drink while you sit in your own place or on your own porch and sing. Maybe you can find a Choir 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 online event on Facebook and join in. Have we mentioned the beer? It helps. Speaking of helping, we'd also like you to remember that as the COVID-19 pandemic continues, it's putting a strain on families across the country. Food banks are helping to ensure that vulnerable Canadians are still receiving vital food support during this difficult time. Food Banks Canada is launching a special $150 million appeal to help ensure that food banks can continue their critical work. You can donate to them online at foodbankscanada.ca, and the funds are used to bulk purchase and distribute food and share resources with food banks across the country. Awesome.
So Jackie, I think what we're seeing is that when singers aren't trained in any sense, then a conductor really can't say to 100 or 500 or 1,000 people that they have to turn to measure 32. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. David Byrne, no slouch as a professional musician from the Talking Heads, he performed David Bowie's Heroes with Choir, Choir, Choir after David Bowie died. And he described Nobu's unschooled conducting technique in an online post where he was describing the whole experience. And I want to read it to you because I think it really really captures what being in the room with Nobu is like. Mm -hmm. Nobu is an amazing conductor. I asked a friend how that experience was and was told that he makes you feel safe. His arm movements often follow the shapes of the pitch up and down, and he gives looks and gestures that anticipate changes in the arrangement. A look and a body lean will let everyone know, heads up, the next section's coming up in three seconds. Yep, absolutely. That's what I remember from from being in choir, 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 participating, is looking up and seeing Nobu's head just bobbing up and down and up and down and his arms mm-hmm. going up and down. And it was always very organic way to like join in. And so while that's, yeah, yeah like that's not exactly what I think of as a safe space, but I, I get what's, <laughs> I get what's being described there. It's, it you feel very safe when you see someone confidently and sort of organically lead. What I love nine years in is that um, people come and they can't figure out how we do it. And we have now sort of honed our techniques and it's always changing, but like the core, like we understand it way more now than we used to. But again, it's, it's never static. So we can always learn. So it's like that idea is like something better can be happening at every moment. Like you can enjoy it, but then you're also looking out and how we can grow this. You know, how can we make it sound even better? But I love the fact that people come in and have no idea how it's going to happen. And they're still like, how did that happen at the end of it? No. And they feel really good. It's a really, it's a, I, I never want to really solve that. And in those early days, the fact that it was something I could go to alone was huge because there's not a lot of things like that in Toronto or anywhere. Like you could walk in and you could stand beside somebody and you'd have something to focus on. So you weren't like speed dating sitting across from each other or whatever, but just that you could stand beside each other. You could say, what's that note? You could get a drink. Like that's huge to have a social thing that you can go do by yourself. Right. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's like I, I feel like and and I, I agree, like the emphasis on song is important. But in, in some ways, like you could sub out the singing part and make it an interactive night about cooking. But I feel like um, it's about a conversation and it's about people connecting with each other. It's about all these things. So we do it through song, but honestly I just feel like it could be anything. But it's the it's the laughter aspect of it too that's enormous. Mm-hmm. That you guys create this welcoming, funny atmosphere. And when people start laughing, how much safer they feel or how much happier they feel. Or like it couldn't just be a dry cooking show thing. It's incredible what laughter does. It yeah. does really create like just, a very positive force field around yourself yeah. and around a group of people. I feel like what's beautiful about the singing is that it's just going, all of our energy is going somewhere. And it's like, sometimes it connects, sometimes it doesn't. Um, and I feel like we're just creating this big ball of sound of love and, and it's complicated, you know, right. but it's, it's like everyone, I think that's the beautiful thing is that everyone can contribute to it, you know.
I mean, no wonder <laughs> uh-huh. people want to experience that mm-hmm. and they want to participate, right? Like, mm-hmm. again, this is not watching TV on your couch. It is being active and you are making something beautiful. Absolutely. Feeling safe is really, truly the only thing that allows you to do that, to get there. Right. If you got to feel, you know, able to be vulnerable and open up for anyone who might not feel like singing, like whether it's because the grade three music teacher told you to mouth the words mm-hmm. exactly mm-hmm. or because you're having a bad week at work or because you know your husband just surprised divorced you i mean kate got to move from a place of hurt and vulnerability to yeah. a place of openness mm-hmm. and connection i know she loved going to choir and she said it, it helped move her out of her depression yeah but more than that it moved someone into her life in another way too he was standing beside me, and I said to him, he came to stand beside me, and I said, can you handle the high U's? And he said, I think I could handle the high U's. And I was like, okay. And that was that. Wow. Yeah. I would say you are our poster children for, <laughs> for, for strangers falling in love. Yeah. And so after sharing lyric sheets and singing together, we started dating. Wait, Jackie, are you saying this is a they got married and lived happily ever after story? Absolutely. Congratulations, Kate and Sean. They've been married, well, they've been married for five years now? Five plus yeah, years? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Congrats, Kate and Sean. As for Choir, 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 they found themselves sort of in the spotlight after David Bowie died suddenly in January 2016. Oh, that's right. First David Bowie. That's right. And then Prince. That was a big Mm. shock. Both of them. Choir, Choir, Choir found themselves suddenly leading hundreds and then thousands of people in these big sing-alongs. And they were Mm -hmm. mourning and celebrating the lives of these artists. Yeah, that's right. And then Leonard Cohen died, too. And they Mm. sang Hallelujah with Rufus Wainwright. And then Gord Downey died. Oh my God, Gord. For listeners who aren't familiar with Gord Downey, his songs with the Tragically Hip, it's kind of a band that defines Canadian music. Mm -hmm. After announcing that he had terminal brain cancer, the band did a cross-country tour. Yeah, it was huge. It was huge. And then they did a televised concert. Like, honestly, I'm getting choked up thinking about it now because it was was astonishing to watch this man who had very publicly gone through uh, cancer, he had brain cancer, and we knew that he was dying. And we knew that he was saying goodbye for us and to us. And that concert was honestly one of the most astonishing displays of vulnerability I've ever seen in my life. And so after he died, people really needed to connect with each other. Yeah. Choir, Choir, Choir did a show here in Toronto where they were playing with members of the band. And Mm -hmm. people just really, really needed to sing those songs out loud. Yeah, talking about that David Bowie tribute, he said that like he's really humbled in the way that Choir, Choir, Choir has kind of dovetailed and coincided with a lot of these moments and allowed people um, to, to participate in history. There was a lot of immediate attention around all of those. And we've seen Nobu and David um, they like want to challenge what a choir can do and what it can mean to people. You know, we're always trying to think of ways to 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 put on events that have larger meaning, 
you know? And if anything requires an opportunity to go to, in real life, go to an event and meet people you wouldn't normally meet and have conversations you may not normally have, you know? Um, getting off the internet and being able to discuss things with people. Yeah, but being able to be part of current events, part of this conversation about what's happening, what's happened in the world that's not musical, is really, uh, A, severely unexpected, <laughs> and B, um, it, it extends the conversation about what's possible, and, and, and I don't know, it's it pretty, I'm not really being all the eloquent about it right now, but it just adds to the humility of the whole thing, you know? I found <laughs> listening to some of this tape really painful because Nobu had just been telling us how he and David were, were really just starting to think of Choir, Choir, Choir as this regular gig, and it was allowing them yeah. to really think about the things that they could do and do different stuff, like the, the U.S.-Mexico border show that they did and the 9-11 mm -hmm. memorial yeah. show that they did. They were always trying yeah. to find new things that they could do to bring people together. Yeah, bringing people together. Like months later, it just seems like a total dream. Right. Like everything from their weekly Toronto gigs mm. they can't do and right up to and including this epic 80s touring show that they were going to do in Europe in the UK yep. this fall. Uh, mm -hmm. But Choir 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 has moved online and they're doing their weekly um, choir teens, Quarantines. Quarantines <laughs> sing alongs. Yeah. yeah. And they've had like over 10,000 people joining them. Yeah. 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 I joined them at one point. And so I followed up with Nobu uh, at the end of April. And uh, he's been thinking a lot about what Choir, Choir, Choir is, was, and can be. Hey, Nobu, it's Jackie. How are you? How are things? I feel like every conversation these days starts with like, no, how are you? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I usually answer the question pretty honestly. I'm, I'm just sort of hunkered down like so many other people and trying to stay somewhat balanced because... Mm -hmm. It's a really crazy change, you know. Mm -hmm. So absolutely, you know, it's pretty, it's pretty damn real. So it's it's hard to avoid. So it's it's a bit of a struggle, but you know. When you guys talked to us, when you and Kate talked to us back in February, you called a uh, choir, choir, choir. Kate called it a force field, and you called it a big ball of love at one point. Do you still feel the big ball of love, man? Of course I do. It's yeah. it is. It is, I've actually had to kind of, I'm indefinitely like a bit of denial. I mean, as much as I needed time to, to be quiet and to not move around as much and to, you know, just have some alone time, this is way more extreme than I could have ever imagined. You know, we haven't done a weekly choir, choir, choir in a couple months. And um, that's weird. You know, you do something every week, if not more, for, you know, close to 10 years. Mm -hmm. Um you know, even if I don't know everybody who comes to our weeklies, you know, you feel that energy and that culture is so important to our lives for so many different reasons. And now we're not able to get together. And, you know, I push it, I try to push it out of my mind how much I miss those sessions, how I miss the camaraderie, how I miss seeing other people discover choir, 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 and be that sense of recognition in their faces where you see that they see something for themselves there. Like, even if you don't really talk to them, but you've seen them out a few, you know, a few weeks in a row and you can, 
you definitely feel like they're getting something good out of that. Mm-hmm. Like it's, there's just so many different ways of, uh, that we communicate um, that ball of love. So it's pretty heartbreaking uh, that we can't do that right now. And I do feel disconnected from everybody because because that's the real stuff. But at the same time, I feel like that heart, that center, that heart of choir, choir, choir is still very strong. And I feel like it's just being communicated in a different way right now. It was great to talk to him, but it was a tough conversation in well, some ways. I mean, no matter what you're doing, we're all missing our people right now. Exactly. But do you remember uh, back in April, I sent you a, a tweet that Nobu had put on Twitter and it said, it said something like there wouldn't be any shows until 2021. And then he said something like, can you imagine the unimaginable? Like that's what his experiments are. He mm. imagines things other people can't and he creates things other people can't. So, well, we were in the middle of editing this and, and we were just like, Oh, we got to get him on the phone. We got to talk to him. It, as we're seeing now, connection happens digitally as well. Mm-hmm. And, and without digital means, I think we would all be in a deeper crisis than we are. Um, not being able to reach out and feel the energy from other people. So in many ways, I feel like what Choir, Choir, Choir does can still reach people in a meaningful way. It shifts in terms of what we're able to do, but then the situation that we're in now forces us to think way outside of, 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 we can't replicate necessarily what we do in real life. We have to find new ways to find that connection, you know, and mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and to make it and, and to try to make it meaningful. Uh, I think that these these quarantine sessions, like they are letting people express everything that's inside of them. You know, music really gets gets to you and lets you lets things out. It lets things out yeah. that need to get yeah. out. That's right. In the same way that those um, those tribute concerts did. Yeah. And, you know, it's really astonishing to see Nobu and David again doing their thing, watching the parts that are familiar when we're watching them online and seeing how they're adapting. He told me about how he feels doing these these quarantine mm, concerts. Yeah, It must be so different for them. It is, yeah. On a personal level for David and I, they, they've, been, they've been centering because what we do is, what we're used to is performing five, six times a week. And so for us to be able to do some version of choir 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 online has allowed us that one hour a week where we feel like we're doing what we're supposed to be doing you know uh we get a we get a rush from it even though it's just the two of us performing for a computer or a camera in that hour we're accountable for putting a a good show on we've been able to reach people who um were, were never able to make it out to our shows which is a really beautiful thing we've I think that more people know about us now in the last four or five weeks, five, six weeks, because of these quarantine sessions that we've done. So it's been, you know, it's been beautiful on a number of different levels. People are always compelled to sing together, no matter what that looks like, I think. Totally. And mm-hmm. it just sends the best message, right? So mm-hmm. it's, it's just, it's hard not to smile. It's a time when you can really re-envision what your life is going to be mm-hmm. and because I mean at least from my perspective like if it's really true that we won't be able to be able to be at Bacana stage until fall 2021 mm-hmm. that's an entire lifetime and I don't know if, if we can't figure out how to survive online 
there's financial survival, but then there's also like soul survival. If we can't kind of make it work for what we feel like this the next chapter is, then it forces a reassessment. That's that's water that I have yet to really dive into, but at least you know I'm definitely aware. And also because it's a kind of a gift, you know, weird sick way to have time to actually think about what you're doing in your life, you know. So ultimately, I think Nobu is dealing with choir in quarantine much the same way as he did before. Like, he's keeping things open, he's staying curious, uh, you know, he's always a little on edge, a little scared, but he's always looking for connection, and he stays really grateful and humble. You know, that doesn't actually surprise me, ultimately. No, exactly. Mm -hmm. We want to thank, first and foremost, Nobu Edelman and Kate Ray from Choir, Choir, Choir. You can find them on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram. So thank you, Nobu and Kate, for sharing your time and your stories with us in that weird green room at the Toronto Public Library. <laughs> Which reminds me, thank you to the Toronto Public Library for being an incredible resource. We really, really appreciate being able to book a studio with just our library cards. And thanks to Mike Bravner of the Fredericton Pub Choir for his enthusiasm and his thoughtful insights on leading a group of singers. We should be clear that he doesn't do it alone. The Fredericton Pub Choir is a coordinated effort, and it includes the talents of Wanda Parsons, Karen Lake, and Vanessa McDougall. You can find info on the Fredericton Pub Choir on Facebook. Thanks also to Ian Campbell for sharing his experiences and perspectives about uh, starting and leading the Winnipeg Beer Choir. Ian and his co-director Katie Harmer lead everyone in singing classics such as The Wild Rover and silly songs from the beer hymnals every six weeks or so when things are, you know, less quarantine-y. They are planning a night of songs by composers who begin with B, so good luck with that. Thanks to our sponsor, Spark Beer in Ottawa. Don't forget to put a little spark in your song. And please, if you can, think about donating to your local food bank. You can find one at foodbankscanada.ca. As always, you can reach out to us at coralfixations with an S at gmail.com. Let us know what you think and uh, how you're incorporating singing into your life right now. We're on Facebook. Just search for Coral Fixation. And we're on Twitter, too, at Coral underscore Fixation. Be sure to like and subscribe everywhere you find your podcasts. Coral Fixation. I know, I'm legally mandated to end all of my conversations with like and subscribe. Talk to choir, choir, choir. Um, Sorry, can you hang on for a second? Yeah, of course. Guys, I'm not ready to come out. Um, that, our movie's over and okay. dad's not ready and dad's having a phone call. Okay, 10 minutes and I'll be with you. Oh. We're almost done. We're almost done. Don't worry. I'll do it again. I know, I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Keep going. Okay. <laughs>